Welcome to this episode of Energy Radio, a podcast by CEM Engineering with the goal of giving you the knowledge and the tools and the power to make decisions about your energy. On this episode, you get a glimpse into a bit of a brainstorming session between myself, Martin Lensink, and Lisa Barber, three market-facing individuals here at CEM, and we talk about the dynamics of the market and what's going on out there in the real world. Enjoy. While I have you guys together, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, talk a little bit about what you guys are seeing in the marketplace. Um, mm. Into the mic, perhaps. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is kind of a bonus feature. Um, like you guys are front front line um, in front of the customers. What there's a lot of dynamics in the marketplace. I had lunch with Len Stolk last week, and he was talking about wow, it's a dynamic market. Um, just off the cuff, you know, what, what are you guys working on? What are you guys uh, seeing? What are customers telling you? What solutions are we working on? Um, this is totally unplanned. I'm catching you by surprise, but <laughs> I'm sure you guys will do fine. I was going to say, um, no, I, th- I think that, um, you know, in every newspaper you read that gets delivered, if you get that still, you know, delivered to your house every day, there are many articles about climate change there's uh you know that's sort of front and center i think we're sort of in the middle of a bit of a transition in terms of you know where we are uh in ontario in the energy market and that's actually quite exciting um you know how do we reconcile the not to cut you off but i think it's pertinent like we there's there's you know stuff floating around on linkedin or facebook now maps of canada with all the provinces that are blue Uh, how do you guys reconcile this climate change conversation with some of the I'll call it rhetoric that we're hearing, you know, provincially from the from the more right right wing and even federally right wing leaning, like is what's go, what's going to win out at the end of the day? I guess is my question. We have this we have this initiative towards climate change. We've pivoted our business. Our clients are pivoting their businesses. Mm-hmm. Yet, you know, the country's going blue, and in the fall it might go federally blue. Like, well, yeah, and I think we have to have the strength of conviction that we, as a firm are principled in this area. Mm. Uh, more and more I'm being challenged to think about, uh, last week we had two amazing conversations with clients about this very topic and I, you know, I said that we've taken a position we're gonna do everything we can as professional engineers to reduce um, impact. And whether there's incentives available either provincially or federally or not, you know, depending on whether there's a backbone, a, a government with a backbone or not, yeah. um, we're 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 really intrigued with those clients who have also taken a very principled position at their board levels, and um, we want to do what we can because I think Canada is blessed with a lot of opportunities to to minimize CO two impact more than we've already done. Um, so yeah, I think that that's the big wave that we that I see as well. I'm with Lisa on this. I think there's a lot of interest in how can we reduce our carbon footprint yeah and that that's in a way that's fun because you know we've been dabbling in this topic for you know 15 20 years and um, we do have solutions um, so I'm I'm actually excited even though we're seeing a lack of leadership uh, at different levels of government in some areas of the country um, in spite of that I think we we, we are we want to serve those customers who want to do something about it yeah, and my sense too is that it's a little bit um, like two steps forward, one step back, right? Like, yeah. you know, provincially here, we took a big step forward. 
cap and trade. California has done that. Federally, we've moved towards the carbon tax. And now we're maybe taking one step back. You know, it reminds me of what my mother used to say. She used to say that if we didn't have people at the extremes, we wouldn't move the middle, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think we have, you know, whether it was the liberal government provincially or the feds um, right now, they're moving us ahead. We may have some steps backwards, but I think if we look at the general trend of where we're going, and, and it sounds like you guys are hearing that from the corporations. So set mm -hmm. aside politics. Mm -hmm. You're hearing the corporations mm -hmm. say this is where we're going. And, and, you know, over and above that, we have an obligation, I think, when we have customers who don't seem to care about it, we have to let them know where we stand. Um, so... You know, it's one thing to be drawn to those companies that have a very stated sustainability position. And then the other challenge, besides being agents of, of technology transfer, uh, you know, the other thing that, that we are challenged with is trying to find those incentive dollars. Right. Um, and kicking every door open, either federally or provincially, whether there's a program or not. Right. Uh, letting, letting the bureaucrats know that this need exists and... Um, yeah, it is. It is tough. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know. Unfortunately, we're not the EU, um, but I think we, we have an obligation to as as idealistic as it sounds. We we, we do need to do it. It so. reminds me of a, a major um, brewery we're working with right now, and over the years you've worked with them many times, Martin. And you would always there was one element of their cost center uh, with respect to some of their waste streams, and and every time you heard about the number, you would you would lose it, like you right, were, you know, right. And, and now, ten years later, they're finally doing something about it. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you mentioned it's our duty to to flag it for folks, uh, you know that that's what you were doing. You were saying, how can you guys, you know, literally pour that much money mm -hmm. money down the drain? Mm -hmm. um, and finally, they've caught up, and they're they're starting to do something about it. So. Mm -hmm. um, Cool. And, and can you speak a little bit about a project where, even if it's early stages, that we're, that we're working on that's um, in line with this conversation? Well, I think, I think in general, at the, whether it's industrial or even agricultural, wherever, wherever we know that a, a firm has some waste stream, um, in whatever, whether it's solid, liquid, gaseous, whatever, whatever, if it's something that, however low grade, even if it's waste heat, mm. uh, I think we have to be really anal about talking to them about making beneficial use of that. Um, it's remarkable today what you can do with pretty low temperature air leaving a plant. So, yeah, I, I think we have to keep our ears and eyes open and asking lots of questions, whether there's solid waste, liquid waste, heat, uh, gaseous waste, anything that can be redeployed. Uh, right. Right. What's really interesting as well is, w is when a client actually approaches us mm -hmm. and asks us, can we do anything with right. this waste stream? Right. That's where things get really exciting, I think, for us yeah, as well. We're, we're very fortunate that we, you know, we have the Europeans to draw upon because they're 10 or 15 years ahead of us. They, there's a lot of technology out there to convert these byproduct streams that, you know, we're, we've been kind of lazy about into something useful. Right. Mm -hmm. At least you're comfortable coming, you know, you're a gearhead coming from putting uh, emissions control on Tiger Woods' yacht. You're, you're, you're comfortable with this transition in your career in terms of, um, you know, the new technologies and because it's, yeah. it's totally foreign to you in some respects, yeah. right? Yeah, no, it's definitely foreign. Um, but no, I mean, as a gearhead and somebody that likes to work on engines, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily get rid of course of that reciprocating engine. You can right. be looking Good at... Point. 
You know, you can be looking at uh, biogas and, and feeding that into, right. uh, you know, a CHP unit and still generating that waste, heat and electricity. But no, the, the whole idea of, you know, whether it be solar thermal or biogas or biomass and in some cases generating, for example, electricity from, yeah. you know, that biomass. Um, I think that's uh, it's it's fun. It's uh, it's very interesting. I'm cool. excited about it. Excited to learn more about it and uh, and work with our clients to I implement didn't those. Mean to label you as a, as a gearhead. That's no, that's cool. okay. Only one dimension of who you are. <laughs> so um, cool. This is fun. Thank you for listening to another episode of Energy Radio. For more information on CEM, look us up at cemeng.ca or find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. If this podcast brought you value, it would mean a great deal to us if you would share it with somebody else for whom energy is a challenge. Remember, we're all in this together as we search to manage our energy and environmental goals.